Hey, welcome to Codependent and Shit, conscious dating and relating from a former crazy girl. A little crazy still, but a lot less crazy. Um, What's up, guys? I haven't recorded for a few weeks again, I think. It's been a few weeks? I don't know. You know, everything's just crazy right now. I, I just... If anyone's ghost or just, you know, people that do creative outlets aren't showing up, like, as often as they were we know why right because things are crazy like what the fuck is even going on i keep saying that because i just keep getting worse um i have developed a new coping mechanism i guess i think that's what it is um i just keep getting tattoos after that show (laughs) that i filmed I, I, I mean, I, like, realized, yo, I can sit and handle a pretty, like, extensive amount of ink time, because that one took six hours, and so I just keep getting more tattoos, and I have, like, three big pieces on my arms now. I just keep going. I found this guy who's just, like, hooking it up, and I just mish to San Diego and get more tattoos, because I just love having ink on me. I love tattoos. I always wanted tattoos, but I always felt like I needed to wait because I was like, well, what if, you know, I don't know what profession I'm going to have. Like, what if I, this was a lot of my mom's voice in my head being like, you don't know. And she hates tattoos, hates them, hates them. Um, she has that old school mindset. And so I was like, always had her voice in my mind and thought she's going to kill me. Um, she think like, I won't get a good job, blah, blah, blah. Times have changed. Tattoos are really common. No one thinks someone with tattoos is like a bad person. It's art and... I've seen doctors with tattoos. Like, it's not like it used to be. So anyways, I also just, my fuck cup runneth empty. Like, I don't give a fuck. A COVID, I've been working from home now for almost a year. So I don't give a fuck. And I just, like, I'm getting tattoos. I want tattoos. I, I'm a tattoo person. Like, that's my style. Like, that whole vibe. So I did it. And honestly, like, it's I love it I love it I love them so much I I've always had issues with feeling comfortable in my own skin because I'm really pale um I seriously am pale like a fake tan I don't even naturally tan if I look like tan in pictures for those of you that like follow me on my personal stuff it's fake I do not actually get tan I'm German and Irish and I look like I've never seen sunlight. My real skin color is almost translucent. And I'm freckly. I'm freckled. I've always been freckled. Like borderline ginger, but I, I never had red hair. Anyways, I always felt so uncomfortable though in my skin because of that. Because I just, for some reason, I don't like it. I don't like it. And having ink on me has just made me feel comfortable in my skin in a way I've never felt. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm happy. And... I think anyone that makes, I know people want to say, like, appearance doesn't matter, it's what is the inside, yeah, that's true, but, like, if something's gonna make you feel good in your own skin, I mean, yeah, this is just a meat carcass, it really is, I mean, obviously, take care of it, because it's your vessel that God gave you, but whatever, if it's gonna make you exceed and feel good in it, do it, who cares, and I guess who cares? And fuck what they think is part of my theme for this episode and why I decided to randomly jump on right now because I've been trying to think of something to like record about and I really just don't know. And 
I've just noticed something with my own issues with codependency or I've noticed something I'm doing that is a problem what used to be related to codependency because you know there's so many different things that manifest from codependency issues and one of them is even just boundaries with opinions others opinions and criticism I've always been someone I cannot handle criticism even the slightest bit of criticism and that stems from who knows it probably is that my mom was so hard on me and still is like I can't do anything right ever um and so anytime someone criticizes me or doesn't like something I'm doing or uh doesn't like what so they mention they don't like something I'm wearing or something I've done with my parents like I get it'll destroy me and I'll be like I will think that person's opinion is the universal opinion of everyone I'll be like, oh my God, I look stupid. Or That is not the case, okay? And I'm talking about anything. You're always going to have people that don't like things you're doing or things you wear or say or do. And that is just part of the process. That is just part of life. Everyone has different opinions. And just because someone thinks something you say or do or wear or whatever isn't cool or doesn't look good or it doesn't mean everyone thinks that but I will take on or I used to take on people's opinions so heavily codependent as fuck I would take it on as truth I would like make everyone any any little opinion I would like fester over it and be like oh my god like I shouldn't have posted this or I shouldn't have done this with my hair and I used to be like that but I'm noticing lately that I am able to hear a conflicting opinion about myself or about something I'm doing and just be like, okay, literally I have this like in my head. Okay, that bothered me that they said that. Like I'm triggered. But you know what? They're allowed to think that. And you know what? I fucking like it. So fuck them. I don't care what they think. And you know what? Sometimes, and a lot of times I think, people will say things and do things like this that will talk talk shit or like criticize you because on some level they're jealous or some level they wish they could do it. It's not even about that they really don't like it. So that's something to always take into consideration too when you're getting some sort of lash back. But I know that this kind of stuff prevents people from speaking their truth a lot and using their voice and pursuing their their dreams like if they want you want to write a book or you want to start a podcast like you're gonna think oh what if people don't like it even musicians too you're always like what if people think this sucks there are going to be people that think it sucks but that doesn't matter because there's also going to be a lot of people that don't think it sucks and same with people's story like i've talked to people about shit like when they want to sh- like their story their personal story of healing um and stuff or their testimonies of, of finding God like they're like well why does anyone care people are gonna think my story is stupid because I don't have like all this gnarly trauma or anything no it's not true there's always someone that that can relate to you and that's just that inner critic is just bullshit it is just bullshit and the more you can practice catching yourself taking on other people's criticisms and making them so like a big boulder in your mind like we take this one criticism from one person and we make it like 
oh, God. it's like weighing on you. Like, oh, God, I look dumb. I shouldn't have cut this mohawk. You know what? No, because there's probably 10 people that love your mohawk in another place you would go. Okay, so it's just something I've started to do. And I just want to share that is catch yourself when you hear an opposing view, an opposing conf- uh, uh, opinion of something about you or something and just catching yourself with this conscious communication with yourself. And this is such an important part of healing, I think. And I've talked about this with other aspects, like having that dialogue with yourself. It's not weird. I mean, it's not weird. And being like, yo, they said this, this bothers me. But you know what? They're allowed to think this. And it's it's like the dialogue that you have. It's like, for example, I tell you guys all the time, having the dialogue of when you get like triggered by like a romantic partner and you're like, like say they're not texting you back. This is classic because this is like, I hear everyone bent about this. And me too, this still, I slip up still. The dialogue of what am I making this mean? They're not responding to me. It's been two hours. I'm making this mean they're with someone else, they're over me, they've lost feelings, I'm being abandoned. What That is your trauma reaction. That is you, your old belief, trying, your subconscious trying to be like, hey, yeah, look it, this is happening again? See, this is happening again. And it's not. And it, this is what I'm talking about. Having the conscious dialogue where you're just like, oh, wait, no, that's not true. That's my old story trying to tell me that. But you know what I know and God is reminding me of they could be busy they could be doing something they could have looked at the text and it it could be a million reasons their dog could have got out they're chasing their dog anything it does not mean that you are worthless stop we don't need to make everything mean that we're being abandoned that we're being left that we're not good enough that we're not loved because the truth is that you are loved and that is the truth and I'm just wanting to touch back on the conscious dialogue piece because it's everything so conscious dialogue with yourself catch yourself with the criticisms I've been doing that but it's like I said it's hard I feel the pin I feel the hit like my my friend does my hair and she's been like my friend for over 10 years it's actually my ex's sister one of my exes and so she's kind of like an older sister to me we're just still very close and she she's an interesting person she really likes to try it's we have like almost a code there's some codependent dynamic she likes to try to like control me like she likes to try to tell me what to do with my life and she knows I will listen to her usually and I think she kind of likes that power it sounds this sounds so fucked up but I think she kind of likes oh has liked that about me but now I don't let her like okay example last year I go in to get my hair done she basically forced me to cut my hair shorter than I wanted and to do something different with the color I kept saying no and she's like no you're doing it and she's like that she's very assertive like alpha female type she's beautiful she's she's got this allure to her like so she told me we're going to do that. And I was still like, I did not have firm boundaries still at that point. And so I let her and I chopped my hair so short. I had color I didn't want. And I hated it after. And I was like, what the fuck, man? So flash forward to this year. 
she'll still try to do this stuff. I'll go in. I like to just bleach my hair, dude. Like, I, I want to look Norwegian, like, straight out of a Swedish, like, I want to look like I just got off a plane and I don't speak English. I don't know what accent that was, but, like, I like to look like that. It's just my thing right now. Like, I love that. I love just solid white. I don't want it to be, like, yellow, blunt, plat, regular. I want it to be, like, white. I don't care. I like it. And she's, like, <clears throat> trying to make me go back, change it again. She's, like, are you ever going to get over this hair color? And I was, like, why? She's, like, don't you want people to take you seriously? And I was, like, oh, my God. What a bitch. I didn't say that out loud, but I was, like, why not? Who cares? It's hair color. Who gives a shit? Um, but you see what she tried to do? She was trying to, like, push up, push my boundaries, and then she threw up the, the dig, and I was like, no, I don't know, I don't care. And, and then she'll also, every time I come in, um, let's cut it, let's cut your hair, let's cut it, just cut a little bit. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to grow it out. She's like, well, well, to grow it out, you have to cut it a little bit. And I'm like, no, I don't want to cut it, because I've witnessed it grow a lot this year, since I've been home and not doing my hair anymore, using all these fucking hot tools on it, and I don't want to cut it. And she'll she'll push me. And then finally she's realized, like, she's not going to give in. And then I even saw her outside of the hair salon. We went to dinner. She texted me after dinner. Your hair looked good, but I still think you need to cut it. And I'm like, no, I'm not cutting it. She's like, okay, suit yourself. You know, has to throw in something like that. Like, but, you, like, see, like, when she said, when she made the comment about, like, don't you want people to take me seriously? I sat there at the hair bowl and I was like, in my head, I was like, she said that. That really bugged me. Do people not take me serious? Is that what people think of me? And I was going through all the motions and I was like, you know what? No. I like this fucking hair color. I don't give a fuck what she thinks. She can have her opinion. I have lots of people that I get so many compliments on my white ass hair. Like, I don't care. So, that dialogue, yo. That inner dialogue. Or, same scenario, my sister, okay, I just got another tattoo, literally yesterday, and I decided to get color, because it just was, like, last minute decision, and my plan was not, but whatever, besides the point. My sister sees it, first thing she says, why'd you get color? And I'm like, who says that to someone that just got it? It's fresh ink! Like, I just got this done, it's on my body forever! And you're gonna, that's your, that's the first thing you say? Is like an insult, practically. And I was like, explain to her. But then after, it bugged me. In my head, I'm like, oh, God, why did I get color? Is she, is she right? Like, should did, should I not have got color? Like, is it, is it not going to fade good? Am I going to look stupid? And then I was like, no, wait. This is her opinion. And just because she doesn't like it doesn't mean no one's going to like it. I fucking like it. I like it. I picked it for a reason. This is like emotional boundaries this is like inner boundaries where we're like you're, they're not even seeing the boundary we see the boundary with ourselves we're not gonna let them have that much power over us with their opinions and the hardest people for this to um be implemented i would definitely say is our parents because my mom still um she goes there always because that's what moms do and dads they're like our biggest critics and they're usually why we become our own worst critic and so I have to really try with it with her because she really likes she loves to imply that I'm a bad mom um any chance she gets and 
I'm in work in progress. Trying the gray rock method, but recently she made a comment and I, I held it together and I was just like, no. No, I just was calm, but she had tried to imply I was a bad mom. And I had to realize I am not a bad mom just because she's fucking implying I'm a bad mom. And first of all, don't let your shitty parents, I'm sorry, act like you're a shitty parent. And like you're the way you're doing things is shitty because um, did they do a bang up job? I mean, seriously, I don't, like it's weird that I will get so hard on myself when I get criticism from my mom. When I'm like, why would I take parenting advice from her? Would you take parenting advice from your parents? Probably not. Not if you're listening to this show. <laughs> so, just them boundaries. Always circling back to boundaries because once you start to really implement solid boundaries, which is a whole process in itself, it it's like a it branches out to so many different areas of your life, like that you don't even realize applied to boundaries. You didn't realize like what how how it could have anything to do with your relationship with yourself and with God. Um, that's the, I think the coolest thing about this, this healing work is the way you realize it starts showing up in like places and relationships that you did never expected. Um, and like I said, I did not, when I first learned about codependency and I realized, uh, yo, I have issues, (laughs) yo, I don't know how to relate to people in healthy ways. Um, I didn't even know what boundaries were and I literally googled what are boundaries because I had no idea because I grew up in a household where it's like we were just a blob family you're just a blob the over enmeshed family uh, which usually turns into people that have over enmeshed romantic relationships the boundaryless relationships the blob couple if you listen to the show regularly you know what the blob couple is And the blob couple usually gets fat together because they're miserable. The blob couple usually starts using together because they're miserable. And they're a blob. And they can't go anywhere without each other. They have to ask permission. Uh, If one of them goes without each other, they have to, like, fight because one's trying to call the other. And then the friend's like, yo, your girlfriend's crazy. Or, yo, your boyfriend's crazy. And it's like, well, we're just like a blob. She, like, can't live without me. (laughs) No, it's codependency. But, yeah, it's a blob couple. And those people aren't in love. They're in blob. (laughs) they're in in codependency this shit is not love you should not be overly enmeshed this is that is an emotional addiction in itself so usually like i said blob couples come when you were raised in a blob family i was raised in the biggest blob family and it's really hard to try to coexist with the my blob family when i'm trying to like teach my son boundaries but that i have to like they have to help me because my son's dad doesn't help me. So then it's like, my son goes from blob family to mom with boundaries. That's learning boundaries and like implementing these things. And it's like, I'm sure it's confusing my son and he's going to have his own issues. Like, it's unavoidable at this point. If you're raising a kid and you're worried as much as me about fucking your kid up, as much as you're fucked up, I'm right there with you. And I had to accept that it's unavoidable. Like, it is impossible for kids to not have some sort of issues. It's impossible, especially because we're in a really broken world with a lot of broken people 
and they don't even know they're broken and they are just projecting that shit. So no matter what, our kids are going to have issues and it's in God's hand. It's in God's hands. Just pray on it. That's all I can do and do my best. And I'm still learning and I still fuck up and it is so fucking hard. Gosh, my son's dad is having another baby next month and I'm like, what in the world? Would you, why would you think you should do this again? Okay. Like what, why you clearly didn't do good the first time. You clearly weren't cut out for this. You didn't want to do finish it, finish the project, you know, just call my kid a project. He's a person, but you clearly didn't, weren't good at this. So stop doing it. And he's made another one. And now my kid, only reason I really care is because now my kid is a sibling and I have to know these fuckers. Him and his girlfriend are the fuckers. Sorry to get all personal about my life. I mean, like, I don't do that all the time. Now I have to know these people forever because my son's going to have family with them. My son's going to have a brother. My son, my son wants siblings. He asks me all the time when I'm going to get a boyfriend, when he's going to have a sibling. And I'm like, yo, I don't even know if you're going to have a sibling. Maybe you'll have step-siblings. I don't really know. But I also have to have, like, a boyfriend and, like, a husband first. So, like... Yeah, he knows all that. Um, but he's, so he's probably going to be real hyped that about his brother. And I don't want to have to see these people. I don't want to have to know them. I don't want to have to acknowledge this new baby. I'm sorry that sounds mean. And so part of me really was like, I'm just going to not tell him. I'm going to tell my ex's mom, keep it a secret. I don't know why I thought she would do that. Um, in reality... When I go to God about it, God's like, you you can't be God. (laughs) Like, let his brother be his brother. And I just am leaving it in God's hands, whatever happens with that. My worry is that, you know, I'm thinking way too far in the future and overthinking that this kid is going to be raised in a not good environment and is going to be like shitty kid like his dad is. Sorry, that's true. And then he's going to be a bad influence on my son. But then some people have been like, yo, maybe your son will be a good influence on his little brother. And I'm like, yo, I like that. I hope that's the case. I don't know what's going to happen. I just, I just know that if you cannot take care of one baby, stop making more. Stop making more because we don't need more broken people in this broken world. Okay? Fuck! I feel like you should just know that. All right, I winded up venting my personal life on this episode, but I'm going through it, okay? I'm going through it just like everyone else. Everyone has so much shit going on, and I'm just trying to stay sane. But um, I just wanted to drop this episode just about, like, inner boundaries with the self and catching yourself and where your mind is going and bringing your awareness back to the truth, Instead of letting your old story, your old trauma story, your old, your old, your subconscious is, wants to run one way with some shit because that's the way it always was. And at some point you learned this and now you play it out in your life. But you can become conscious of this stuff and catch yourself, catch the trauma story, catch where your subconscious is going and be like, no, bitch, not today, bitch. And bring yourself back to truth and knowing that that is not true. What is the real situation? What is really going on? Emotions are, are not truth. That is something that is a big thing I read and the stuff I read about Christianity and 
um, worshiping Jesus Christ is a lot of it talks about emotions and learning that emotions are not truth. And that is so, so real for me um, because that's always been such a struggle for me is my battle with my mind. I've always been at war with my mind. And I used to think I'm going to wind up dead because of my mind. One day I'm going to lose the war with my mind. I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to overdose like because I could not get a grip of my mind. But I love that since I've come to Christianity, there is a lot of it that applies to this. And there was a lot in New Age when I was a hippie, goo-goo, you know, um, flower child type. In my old episodes, you heard me talk about it, that applied to it too. And that's why I fell into that stuff. But it was baseless. And um, that's a whole other story. But I'm going to wrap this episode up before I ramble on more. Um, I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope you're staying strong through it. Whatever you need to do, do it to stay happy, stay okay. Um, I would recommend not watching the news all the time and focusing on what is really real, what is really true, and trusting and having faith in your higher power right now. And anything to self-soothe, self-soothing, get outside, don't be in fear, trust trust that there's a there's a greater plan and that there is a higher higher force at work here um and that it's in favor for you and it loves you okay i love you guys um all right that's it bye